Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time with Elliot Dank and Timothy Go and Chuan Tian Tian. Time now for Market View. We've got quite a few things to talk about. Tech giants being one of them. Uh, we'll also take a look at how earnings season is in full swing with our guests. But first, Tian Tian, a recap of how we started the day. Right. So, Elliot, Singapore shares fell this morning despite gains in the US and Europe. So, in early trade, the STI was down 0.1% to 3,317 points, some seven 17 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, after the closing numbers, the benchmark STI closed uh, rather flat, but a little bit higher, up 0.08%. We're looking at 3,324 points. In terms of value turnover, that's slightly under $840 million, $839.7 million, that is. Um, gainers on but losers, 285 versus 278. Top advances, Jardin Cycle and Carriage DBS, JMH USD, and top decliners, Shangri-La Hong Kong Dollars, UOB, and Pegasus Spec. Now, in terms of developments to watch today, Singapore's headline inflation fell to 5.5% on year in March, down from 6.3% in February. Now, core inflation, meanwhile, down back to 5% on the year in March, down from 5.5% in February. Elsewhere, investors continue to await first quarter earnings from a number of companies, including Alphabet, Microsoft, Amazon and Meta. But what is the outlook for the US tech sector after the series of layoffs that we saw for the good part of this year? Let's break that down with David Kuo, co-founder of The Smart Investor. Mr. Kuo, how are you? I'm very good, Tian Tian. And how is my good friend Elliot? Thanks for all that. Fantastic. I only stayed up till 3am last night to watch the football. <laughs> Thank goodness I'm no longer on the morning show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, if you are a true fan you will stay up until 3 a.m. 3 a. in the morning yeah, yeah? regardless of what show you're doing thanks exactly. david thank you exactly <laughs> oh, from football let's talk about the singapore stock market i know it's a stretch but how did the sti fare today uh, I think we would say it was as flat as a chapati, yeah, uh, because I mean, you have it was only up three points today. Um. And I think part of it could be holiday spirit. Maybe some people are still away at the moment, uh, taking advantage of a long uh, weekend break, and maybe some people aren't back yet. So that could be one explanation. The other is uh, they're still waiting just to see what those American economic numbers are going to look like. Uh, has inflation actually peaked over in America? Could interest rates start to... Uh, moderate. Uh, maybe the Federal Reserve might not increase interest rates uh, mm-hmm. next month. Uh, so there's a lot of things for people to uh, think about right now. So I'm not entirely surprised. Up three points is actually better than down 30 points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. David, let's uh, talk about biggest uh, movers today. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on any surprises that stood out for you, especially when you consider UOB said uh, on Friday that its liquidity position is very flush amid all this uh, turmoil in the global banking industry. Okay, well, I'll address the UOB question uh, just after I talk about one of the big rises today. Right. In, fact, in fact, it was a group of them. If you have a look at them, there's Jardine Cycle and Carriage, yeah. Dairy Farm International, and also Jardine Matheson. Now, all of these belong to the Jardine family of companies. Mm. So uh, two of those, uh, Jardine Matheson and also Jardine Cycle and Carriage, are what we call conglomerates. And conglomerates is something that Warren Buffett at the moment is quite interested in. And he is looking at um, uh, conglomerates from a uh, cash flow point of view. And he's saying that it's quite interesting to look at conglomerates because they are relatively stable. Uh, They can be a little difficult to analyze, but 
if you have a look at these businesses, uh, they uh, spit out a lot of cash, and some of that cash is converted into dividends. So maybe people are looking at conglomerates at the moment and saying that maybe these are good bets at the moment if we're looking for a safe and reliable dividend in the future. And Mr. Kuhl, but, but UOB, yeah. UOB, I, 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 I promised you I was going to look at UOB. Okay. Now, now l- listen to me, right? Yeah. If I told you, Everett, that yes. I, ha- if I, I had bags and bags of cash, right? Which yeah, is what UOB actually said. Then we should be good friends live, yeah, bags of cash. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you would come around and say, can I borrow some of that money, please, yeah. yeah? And by the way, since you've got so much of it, don't charge me so much interest, right? Because what are you going to do with all of that cash? Now, Correct. I, I know why UOB said what they said. They, they're saying there's nothing to worry, uh, we're flush with cash, and so uh, we're, we're not in any kind of crisis at the moment. But simply by saying that, it worries me, because I would say, why are you sitting on so much cash? Right? You should be lending out the cash. I mean, that's the whole point about the bank. Not to actually sit on the cash, but to actually lend it out to people in order to earn an interest. And that interest that you are earning should be greater than the interest that you're paying depositors so that you can actually make that interest rate margin, yeah? the net interest margin on the two. So mm-hmm. on, the un- on the one hand, I understand why you will be said what they said. But on the other hand, I am a bit worried that they're sitting on so much cash rather than making good use of it. Have you ever heard the phrase, uh, David, money, fine money? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. okay. So, 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 so where, where do I find it? You must have money first. Huh? Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, I was about to say, Mr. Kuo, uh, LVMH, this is a piece of breaking news. LVMH has become the first European company to surpass 500 billion US dollars in market value. Speaking of conglomerates, you know. Is it a I, well, lot of money around here, is it? Well, I, I think so, and it just goes to show, you know, and, and I think, you know, in the case of Bernie Arnault, I mean, he's overtaken Elon Musk as the richest man in the world. Mm. And whilst a lot of people are very excited in the tech sector, sometimes it's all the boring companies, LVMH. What do they make? I mean, uh, they have interest in restaurants. They have uh, lots of fine wines. They have champagne. Mm. They have um, uh, market stores and stuff. And this is really where the money is. Um, uh, tech sectors, for me, uh, uh, it doesn't really excite me that much because, mm. I mean, I, ju- I, just like, I just like the smell of money sometimes, yeah. Right. Let's take us back to Singapore and look at the wider Singapore economy, Mr. Kuo. Headline inflation in Singapore fell to 5.5% on year in March. Core inflation also down to 5% on the year. Notably, there were some changes to the wording by uh, the authorities when it comes to the expectations for Q1 inflation. Any thoughts what would the numbers mean for our monetary policy then? Well, I think interest. Oh, sorry. I think inflation is still a bit on the high side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, headline inflation, five point five percent, is certainly uh, down from uh, previous months. So uh, it's heading in the right direction. But ten ten, I looked at the food price inflation, and you know how mm. much I love my food, right? Food food price inflation, seven point seven percent. Right. I don't think that's anything to to be uh, happy about. I mean, if I went to my local store. And what used to cost a dollar now costs one dollar and seven and point seven cents. I would say, my goodness, you know, I mean, that is actually quite expensive. And so uh, inflation needs to be brought under control. It is going to be persistent for a while. And I think we're going to be seeing this kind of inflation, this sort of uh, the five handle, uh, the five percent handle, probably until the end of this year simply because there is just so much inflation around the place. And so MAS uh, does have a, uh, a tough job on its hands in order to try and control inflation and to try and stop 
wage inflation from feeding into more inflation. That That is the difficult cycle to break. Stop people from um, bargaining for higher wages because those mm. higher wages will feed into higher inflation for all of us. Oh, okay. So I'll yeah. revise my, my media appraisal. I say, don't need to give me more money. <laughs> Thanks, that, would be, that, 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 that would put you in management's good eyes, you know. Yeah, I mean, doing I my part for society, job. right? Yeah. Do it for the greater good, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, to- I totally agree. The yeah. one time I won't listen to you, David. Uh, can we talk <laughs> about the Bank of Japan, David, if you don't mind? The Governor okay, uh, Kazuo Ueda chairing his first monetary policy meeting kicking off uh, this Thursday, I believe. He's expected mm-hmm. to maintain the central bank's ultra-easy monetary policy. Um, let's talk about uh, interest rate expectations and how Japan's doing everything different. Yeah, they are. But the thing is, I mean, over in Japan, the inflation rate's only running at just slightly above 3% at the moment. So it looks pretty much as though inflation is under control. And uh, inflation was what they really wanted in Japan. I mean, previously, what they had in Japan was deflation. And the trouble with deflation is that if you know that something is going to be cheaper next year, so why would you want to buy it now? You might as well wait until next year. But because there is a little bit of inflation there, I think this is really what the Bank of Japan wants uh, wants to achieve. And in the case of the new governor of the Bank of Japan, uh, Mr. Uh, Ueda, uh, he is going to follow exactly the same blueprint as the previous uh, governor, uh, Mr. Kuroda, Kuroda-san, and, uh, which means that they're going to keep interest rates low, they're going to keep yield, uh, yield curve control. In other words, they're going to be using the bond buying program to keep interest rates relatively low because they do want that inflation. Because without inflation, it is very difficult to get the economy to grow. So I don't think there's going to be any major changes at the Bank of Japan. Mm, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with David Kuo, co-founder of the Smart Investor. And Mr. Kuo, further away in the US, the earnings season is in full swing. And according to FactSet, 76% of S&P 500 companies reporting earnings so far, they have beaten analysts' estimate on an earnings per share basis. But that's it. If we look at Refinitiv data estimates, they estimate that first quarter earnings for S&P companies will drop 5.2% on the whole. So where do you stand? Uh, not, I'm not surprised at all uh, yeah. because uh, there is a slowdown uh, in the American economy. And as a result of that, there will be some companies out there that will be reporting uh, lower earnings. But having said that, there are some companies out there that have reported significantly higher earnings. So um, it's going to be a kind of bell-shaped curve. There's going to be those that uh, are going to uh, disappoint the market, and then there'll be those who are going to excite the market. But I think the majority of companies are going to perform relatively well. Mm. And a number of tech giants, uh, you can call them tech beasts if you want mm-hmm. to. Uh, Mr. Quo, Alphabet, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, reporting their first quarter earnings this week. To what extent will the impact of the recent rounds of layoffs, tech layoffs in particular, show up in their balance sheet? Well, the thing is, many of these companies actually threw the, uh, threw the kitchen sink out last, last year. In yeah. other words, they wrote up a lot, of, a lot of their bad news last year. But for me, Tentian, I am more about soft drinks than software, right? <laughs> and so, and so yeah. I, I, I love companies like Coca-Cola. I love Pepsi-Cola, yeah? I, I'm, it's not to say I don't like Microsoft or I don't like Amazon and the rest of those, but ultimately, uh, as an income investor, I do prefer uh, the stable companies like uh, Coca-Cola mm. and Pepsi-Cola. And these companies, including Procter & Gamble, I mean, they have been reporting relatively good numbers. They have mm. pricing power. But I think the tech companies are going to be slightly on the back foot. 
because there seems to be a sea change at the moment now. With interest rates relatively high, I think um, investors are going to be more interested in, uh, like I said, soft drinks rather than software. So despite the good numbers, I don't think it's really sort of going to move the, um, uh, the share price of these companies just yet, uh, mm. which could be a good buying opportunity for people. Mm, all right. Thanks very much, Mr. Ko. That was David Kuo, co-founder, The Smart Investor. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.